Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. My name is Dr. Jacob Sands. I'm a thoracic medical oncologist at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, and I'm very happy to be joined by Dr. Leal. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I looked forward to our discussion. So we'll start out with treatment sequencing in platinum-resistant extensive stage small cell lung cancer. Um, and we'll start out with a clinical case. So first of all, 68-year-old man with a past medical history of COPD, which is, of course, is common, 50-pack year smoking history, quit 10 years ago, presented a primary with an increasing cough. The workup essentially shows a lung mass um, and CT scan uh, with metastatic disease to the adrenal, liver, and bone. So multiple sites, extensive stage small cell lung cancer, no involvement in the brain, MRI brain uh, was clear. Uh, initially started treatment with carboplatin, atoposide, and atezolizumab. Of course, dervalumab is also uh, approved in that setting. In this case, atezolizumab for four cycles of concurrent chemo and atezolizumab, uh, and then followed by atezolizumab maintenance. About five months into uh, treatment scans, unfortunately, showed progression. So what to do in this scenario? Well, when we look to the NCCN guidelines, um, we get really a nice structure uh, showing the, the various treatment options. And I'll point out just very briefly at the top is the greater than six-month chemotherapy-free interval. Uh, and that is a little bit different than the less than six-month. And our patient is the less than six-month. The approved therapy in, in this setting is, of course, topotecan or lurbanectidin, both of which have FDA approval, and we'll talk about those. Uh, other commonly used drugs are arinotecan, uh, especially, and you see that highlighted in the preferred regimens. Um, as far as other lines of consideration for therapy that we will end up discussing, there, there are others. So I mentioned lurbanectidin, I mentioned topotecan and arinotecan, each of those in that top part. Retreatment with platinum atoposide is um, generally more considered in the U.S. for those with a chemotherapy-free interval greater than six months, but the guidelines support uh, greater than three if desired. Um, nivolumab or pembrolizumab is only relevant in individuals who never got a checkpoint inhibitor. So not relevant to this patient, but something that I think is very important to consider in someone who had not previously gotten that, that would generally be someone who got chemo and radiation for limited stage disease that now has extensive stage. Um, and so in that case, you'd need to consider that. Uh, paclitaxel, another line of therapy. And then just under that, actually, temozolomide is something specifically in individuals um, with, uh, with brain mets and prior radiation, where you now really need a drug with CNS penetration, and, and temozolomide does have good CNS penetration. So first of all, historically, in the second-line setting, topotecan has been our long-standing FDA-approved drug. And on the right there was the initial study that led to FDA approval. You can see it really overlapped quite a bit with CAV, so not, not really a superior uh, outcome, but very similar outcome and was better tolerated than CAV, and that led to FDA approval. On the left side there, we see topotecan versus best supportive care. So it beat best supportive care, uh, but not the kind of separation of curves we'd want to see when the control arm is really not getting 
uh, a line of therapy. Um, and in uh, in PO, we do see some more GI toxicities. And related to that, here is the toxicity profile of uh, topotecan as PO or IV. And this is dosed day one to five. So this has been unfortunately a, a somewhat toxic regimen, particularly with cytopenias, some fatigue, um, GI toxicities, especially when it's a PO form. Um, and uh, and then of course, day one to five. Uh, so in the IV form, they're in the infusion room for five days. Arinotecan is a uh, commonly used alternative to topotecan. So some centers prefer arinotecan. I personally use arinotecan more than topotecan because of the toxicity profile. Uh, and here you see the data from arinotecan is really quite old. Uh, and, and looking at these older, older publications, um, the, the data is often presented in a more simplified form and, and often with fewer patients. This is a publication from 1992. So it was only 15 patients um, with a meaningful appearing partial response, again, under with, with a small number of patients and median duration of only 58 days, but well tolerated. Lurbanectin in the second line setting is a newer approved option. This is a once every three week dosing. So the schedule is a bit better. Uh, you'll see that the median progression free survival though is something that still highlights the ongoing need for clinical trials and drug advances. Uh, the median progression free survival of being uh, three and a half months. Uh, in the study, they split those between those who had progression or their chemotherapy free interval of less than 90 days or more than 90 days. And not surprisingly, those with a longer chemotherapy free interval did better. Still, median progression free survival being 2.6 months or 4.6 months. I'll point out though that in the group that had a chemotherapy free interval less than 90 days, 19% of them had ongoing disease control. Um, beyond six months. So that means their second line therapy worked for longer than their first line therapy in this difficult to treat uh, disease. Uh, but it was only 19%, whereas in the greater than 90 day chemotherapy free interval, that was uh, about 44% of patients that had disease control beyond six months. So it's generally pretty well tolerated. And you see the swimmers plot here with, with uh, further demonstrating some of that durability. And then on the right side there is the toxicity profile. The neutropenia rate was pretty high, 46% having grade three or four, but patients were not allowed to have primary prophylaxis. And so in a patient that I'm treating where I'm particularly concerned about neutropenia, then I would give them some kind of prophylaxis. Although only 5% of patients in this study had febrile neutropenia. I'll point out that there was a 7% grade three fatigue. And so I do think there are patients that unfortunately get very fatigued from this treatment, but generally it's well tolerated. Now, paclitaxel is another treatment option. This is something that I tend to use further down. So if I'm using lurbanectin in second line, then I'd use arinotecan third line, and paclitaxel would be more like, more like my fourth line choice. Um, but other oncologists may order these a bit differently. I find paclitaxel, particularly with weekly dosing, is very well tolerated uh, and, um, and also something that provides efficacy. You know, each of these drugs is something that realistically... There will be outliers, but generally when they work, they're working for months. So again, highlighting the, the ongoing need for trials. Now I mentioned nivolumab and pembrolizumab, and this is why I think this is so important to discuss, is um, this was third line uh, pembrolizumab. So a 19% response rate with 13% ongoing disease control at two years. You see 17% at one year. So um, the response rate is not high, 
But amongst those who have a response, the durability is really tremendous. And, uh, and we know these to generally be pretty well-tolerated drugs as well. Now, these, of course, moved into the first line. So again, I'll say in someone who had um, a checkpoint inhibitor in the first line, as is the standard of care for extensive stage small cell lung cancer, I would not give a further checkpoint inhibitor at progression. So going back to our 68-year-old man, he, he had the five-month uh, chemotherapy-free interval. Uh, so in that setting, um, really giving uh, lerbinectin, and I had mentioned as, as a second-line option, um, topotecan or arinotecan is also a second-line option. When we're talking about a seven-month chemotherapy-free interval, this is now beyond the six months and, and uh, within NCCN guidelines. Retreatment with platinum atoposide is uh, a more realistic option. I will admit that I personally still don't tend to do a lot of uh, retreatment with platinum atoposide. And, and part of that is from here. So this was a trial looking at platinum atoposide retreatment versus topotecan. And we see that um, on the left there, the bottom left, the overall survival curves really completely overlap. Now, the progression-free survival did look a bit better with the combination chemotherapy. So platinum atoposide retreatment got a, a median progression-free survival of 4.7 months versus the 2.7 from topotecan. And so that does seem to offer a benefit. I'll point out on the right, though, in the forest plot, that um, the the really the the pull on that was more so from those who had the six-month chemotherapy for interval, the 180 days, and the 90 to 180 days actually overlaps uh, there, you see. So I think the real benefit in that is more at the six months. Um, and uh, just to briefly mention lerbinectin, and this is small numbers, but in those with a greater than 180-day chemotherapy for interval, we also tend to see uh, longer uh, efficacy from, from lerbinectin. So in summary, I'd say Clinical trials continue to be extremely important in the second-line setting. Lerbinectin does represent a second-line option with a Q3 week dosing that's generally well-tolerated. Topotecan, also FDA-approved, or arinotecan, what I consider to be a better-tolerated option, are also legitimate second-line. Paclitaxel is another one supported by NCCN guidelines. And temozolomide is one of those, particularly when you're looking for something with CNS penetration uh, in later lines of therapy. So, Dr. Leal, I, I just raced through um, some of the options, but let's slow it down for a moment and discuss a bit now. Can you take us through just your general framework of how you think of second line and beyond treatment for extensive stage small cell lung cancer? So I think defining platinum resistance versus platinum sensitivity is something that is really important. Although the definitions, as you pointed out in the studies versus what NCCN defines as sensitive, they do tend to differ. So there isn't a clear consensus. Um, but I agree with you that for the patients that have had prior platinum and have not had significant toxicities with their prior platinum and have a chemotherapy-free interval of 180 days or greater, um, I do consider rechallenge with platinum. And most in those patients that, for example, if they had limited stage and did not get IO with their limited stage treatment with concurrent platinum atoposide, I think this is an opportunity to rechallenge and use immunotherapy. So those are the patients that I most likely will do the platinum rechallenge strategy. Um, for patients that have platinum-resistant disease or patients that have had platinum-sensitive disease but had significant 
toxicities with their prior regimen, um, I will tend to use lorbanectidin as my second line option. As you pointed out, lorbanectidin has been well tolerated. And certainly, at least anecdotally in my practice, I've had less cytopenias compared to topotecan. So I tend to use lorbanectidin in that second line and beyond setting for those selected patients. So in the consideration of arenotecan or topotecan, which one do you generally prefer? Definitely arenotecan. I think overall the experience with arenotecan, especially if given weekly, has definitely been better tolerated. And I think has had activity that's been demonstrated in single arm phase two studies. Um, in addition, in another study that was actually investigating another agent, the arenotecan arm actually showed favorable safety and numerical improvement in terms of overall survival compared to topotecan, although the study was not powered to determine that. So my clinical practice, um, if patients are requiring next line of therapy, I've generally used arenotecan as a third line option um, and use the weekly approach. All that being said, we clearly need uh, further drug development, and there is a lot going on currently in drug development. Uh, and so clinical trial enrollment and consideration for trials, again, I'll highlight at the end uh, of this as, as an area of great attention um, and should really be considered as options for patients in this setting. I agree, for sure. Well, thank you, Dr. Leal, for your insights. And thank you for joining us for this discussion of second-line treatment of small cell lung cancer. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME, LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.